honestly, this last year, my life has changed quite a bit. I just started running further and further, challenging the, the idea that girls should only do certain types of sports. Hey, podcast listeners, it's Lisa here from Wheelie Creative, an agency that specializes in making wild, meaningful, irreverent, and usually pretty hilarious content for brands in the outdoor industry. Lucky you, today we are kicking off season two of our podcast, Outside by Design, where we bring you into the minds of those who live, breathe, and work in the outdoor industry every day. This is a great episode. I had a chance to chat with Hilary Allen, a teacher in neuroscience and structural biology who also happens to be a professional athlete on the ultra running team for the North Face. Hilary brings some valuable insight into achieving work-life balance and pushing her limits both mentally and physically. In an industry that is heavily guided by the pursuit of passion, there are some great takeaways for you about making time to achieve the goals that are most important to you and being a well-rounded human being outside of athletics. I think a lot of athletes let their sports define them, whether that is I'm a skier, I'm a runner, I'm a snowboarder, and Hillary brings her passion into all parts of her life, which I think we can all learn from. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Okay, so I'm Hillary Allen. Um, grew up in Fort Collins, Colorado, and now I currently live in Boulder, Colorado, so just a little bit down um, down the street, closer to the foothills. And actually, this last year, my life has changed quite a bit. Um, I run for the North Face, and I am a teacher in biology, um, in physiology, and uh, chemistry. So I actually just graduated with my master's degree in neuroscience, and I'm currently kind of switching career paths, figuring out what I, what I really want to do with my life. Yeah, you just got your master's in neuroscience and structural yep. biology, so that is pretty crazy. What was that like? <laughs> um, grad school was very hard. Um, I think at the beginning of my grad school career, um, I had a little bit of different priorities. I was, I've always loved science, um, and so that's something that just really, um, it really gets me excited. And so I was really excited to go to grad school, and pick, I picked this neuroscience topic that was, you know, it was very hands-on, it's very applicable, like the brain, it's a huge field of research study, um, you know, I was working really hard at it, you know, 60 hours a week at least, some, sometimes 70 for periods of time, and it's very intense, it's very all, um, it's all encompassing, um, very stressful, uh, somewhat rewarding, <laughs> um, but kind of over the course of my grad school career, my, like, my interest shifted. And I, I kind of got burnt out with it a, a little bit. And um, in, in grad school, it actually started running. I was a tennis player, actually, in college. So I kind of got sick with, play, like, trying to find people to play with. I just, you know, liked the simplicity of running. And then from there, I was trying to live a more balanced life. And then it kind of conflicted with my... Um, the, the grad school life of kind of putting everything into science 100% of the time. Right. Um, yeah. Wow. So <laughs> how did you get hooked up with the North Face? Well, I actually don't really know. Um, I, like I said, I just I started running, and um, I was, like, road running, and it was, it, was, it was a great break from the science and, like, that intense kind of environment. 
Um, but then kind of running in the busy streets was still not as like relaxing. So I took to the trails because of, you know, I grew up in Colorado, grew up camping and loved the mountains. And as soon as I figured out you could actually run on a trail, um, I was just hooked. And, um, I, I just started running further and further and I realized I kind of had a knack for endurance and running uphill. And so I kind of just decided to, I ran my first marathon in like 2013, and then shortly thereafter I ran my first ultra marathon. So ultra marathons are just basically anything more than a marathon, and they're typically on trails. Uh, and so then I just wanted to try my first 50-mile race, and um, I actually ended up winning it, wow. which was crazy. Like, I didn't, I didn't even think that that was possible. Um, ended up winning it and like set a new course record. And so I was like, huh, all right, maybe like this is pretty fun. I'm going to try some more races. And then I ended up winning the U.S. Skyrunning Series that year. And then that's when the conversation kind of started with the North Face. Um, yeah. So, and then, yeah, here I am now. It's been, a, it's been a roller coaster. Like I've only been running, I think, let's see, running trails. This will be my third year. Um, so it was, just, it was kind of just, like I picked it up, I loved it, tried some races, and um, just I was a really good fit with the North Face as far as um, what they're looking for is um, like well-rounded athletes. So I was really excited to, to start a, a relationship with them. So because the North Face emphasizes well-rounded athletes um, that have great athletic <laughs> goals but also a lifestyle, uh, tell me about how you mindfully crafted your life around your goals both academically and yeah. athletically? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's, it's actually something that I'm, that's in the forefront of um, basically my everyday life, um, how I'm trying to kind of prioritize my time. Um, you know, training is very important to me. Um, I mean, from a neuroscience, um, all this neuroscience research that I have, I know that, running is a huge source of release and it actually improves like mental health, mood, like your ability to focus. So that's a huge priority for me every day, not just as far as like increase my productivity and like get out there and train for my races, but it's just, it just makes me feel, it's a part of me. It just makes me feel whole. Um, but there's also this science part of me. I mean, I've been like from the time I was a little girl, like I wanted to be an entomologist, which is like a study bug. And so like, I've always had science in my, um, just like in my DNA and just, um, I was always intrigued by it. So there's two big pieces. And, um, in grad school, it actually was more of a conflict. Um, I was in grad school, basically I was supposed to have all of my time designated to one thing. And that's, Never, I don't think that's healthy, and it's definitely not healthy for me. And so um, all the training and then all the work, it was becoming to the point where I was just tired all the time. I had no social life. It just wasn't healthy. And so I actually, um, so I graduated with my master's, and I decided to take a break for a little bit. And I was, like, working at a running store and training and racing over the summer. And it was great, but I was missing that mental simulation. Yeah. So I pursued some teaching jobs. So now I teach part-time, um, so I'm still involved in science, kind of getting um, students, college students psyched about chemistry and biology, physiology, um, 
and then I can still train. I can still go to my races over the summer, and then I can, you know, then I can still have the freedom to train when I want to during the week. But it's 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 just really cool because both of those things are very important to me. And I think during that time when I only had running and not grad school, um, I actually I really missed science, and that was really important to um, to teach myself that I actually needed a way to balance both in in a healthy way. So <clears throat> that's what I'm, I'm trying to make decisions, um, basically to foster that. Um, so I can work hard, but I can also play hard, which even though training is, is work, it still falls into the, the play category for me. <laughs> oh, nice. So at Wheelie Creative, we work with a lot of brands that are sort of shifting from having sponsored athletes to this concept of mm-hmm. brand and ambassadors and so, yeah. and building brand ambassador programs. So, um, and we're always kind of working with athletes who really show up like a pro. And this is a concept that mm-hmm. I've spent a lot of time thinking about lately, so... I'm just curious what that means to you. Um, what does it mean to show up like a pro academically and athletically for you? So I'll start with the, because I just had my, like, um, one of my classes yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like showing up like a pro. So um, it's interesting because I'm actually a very young professor. Um, a lot of my students are older than I am. So showing up like a pro to me in that respect is I need to be prepared. Um, I have a very strong work ethic, so I need to know the material. And I mean, it's okay if you know they ask questions and I don't, and I don't know the answer. But um, like, I know I know the material well enough. It's in the delivery. Like, I'm confident. I dress the part. Um, I'm just there, just kind of in a professional sense. Um, you know, te- teaching them about science. Um, so definitely being prepared, knowing the material. Um, and as far as the like for the athlete side. Doing, yeah, doing, doing my training, like working as hard as I can work um, and kind of um, it's a little bit different because I think there's so much comparison and in athletes like trying to get the upper, the upper edge um, in training, whether that's in like, like how much, like how many miles they train um, on like what terrain, um, like what they eat, all that stuff. So, I mean, I kind of try to ignore all that stuff and just try to listen to my body and prepare the best that I can and showing up to these races, knowing that, okay, like I've put in the miles, I know I'm prepared and just having that confidence. Um, so it's confidence and work ethic, but also just like being a good, um, I feel like as far as being a brand ambassador, um, just being a good role model as far as like the content I'm putting out there in social media, but also just, making sure I'm like, I'm, I'm, do, I'm taking care of myself and kind of being a role model for others um, who want to get into the sport of ultra running or um, being a good role model as an athlete as well. Awesome. So <laughs> speaking of that, how do you, as a brand ambassador for the North Face, how do you use social media? So that's something I'm learning too. Um, so I, I definitely have, um, you know, Twitter, Instagram, I have my own personal blog. Um, so I, I try to um, get content out there um, 
every day as far as, I mean, it's a genuine matter, um, basically of the runs that I'm on. Um, I really like to take pictures of landscapes that inspire me. Um, but I'm also trying to get out there as far as like, you know, pictures of me running in these environments. I feel like people can relate to that more. Um, but blogs, is a, that's a, that's a good way to kind of, um, either people have questions about train, like what I do to train for a race, how a specific race or event went. Um, it's nice to, over big events, if North Face, um, I can like, I published a blog on the North Face blog. Um, obviously that's linked to like Twitter and, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I'm still constantly learning. I know there's, um, there's a way to get more traffic and I'm trying to build, um, my social media following as far as like content that they want to see, but it's also based on like, you know, what inspires me. I'm not really going to be <laughs> an athlete ambassador who's going to like post, um, things that aren't interesting to me as well, you know? Right. Um, do you like to write? You're very science brained. So I'm curious how the blog post yes. writing goes for you. I do. I have a blog. Um, so my nickname is Hilly Goat. So it's Hilly Goat, um, to get, uh, like a, just a WordPress, the Hilly Goat Climb. So it's in my blog. Cool. I'll put <laughs> um, it in the show like notes. My, like, like for Instagram, it's, um, Hilly Goat Climbs and same with my Twitter. How do you like writing? Oh, writing. Of course. Um, yeah, so I definitely have, yeah, I definitely have that blog and I have actually, so there's this new, this, this website called Trail Sisters. It just launched actually in April. So I kind of, I've been submitting an article, um, to this blog website. It, it's, it's basically a group of women that are blogging about, um, um, it's, it's trail running and also ultra running and just, um, kind of shorter distance mountain running and just different aspects. And I, I write kind of a portion, the last article I wrote was basically on the neuroscience of running and how it's actually, it's health benefits and things like that. Um, but yeah, I like to get, I like to get sciencey with it. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have to be sciencey, but you know, like, I, I have a very, I guess they say like, like what is it, left, left-sided brain? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's very cool. I bet that helps you with endurance and being in tune with your body and understanding the connection uh, between Definitely, like, that's what's cool about teaching anatomy and physiology. Like, it's perfect. I get to teach the science part, but then I also get to incorporate the running side of things and be really in tune with my body and how the muscles work. And if, you know, I have a twinge in my hip, it's probably, you know, related to, like, something else. You know, like, my if my calf is tight, you know? So, yeah, it's really cool to see the connections there through science and, like, the physical activity of being an athlete. That's cool. Um, what do yeah. you think about while you run? <laughs> um, sometimes nothing. Sometimes everything. <laughs> sometimes, like, I just need to sit down on a rock and literally, like, cry it out if I'm, like, really stressed. <laughs> but, um, I mean, other times, just nothing. I just, I don't listen to music when I run. Um, I'm just out there listening to my breathing and, like, my footsteps on the rocks and, and the dirt. Um, but I think it's just more just kind of um, silent processing of, you know, information. And then, you know, I ran early this morning and then 
you know, the rest of the day, I feel like it just have, you know, I've just got this focus and this, um, this, you know, drive to get everything that I have done for that day. Um, so it's kind of like a, just like the silent meditation almost for most of my run. That's, that's really interesting that you don't, it's interesting that you don't listen to music. You'll run 50 miles without music. Yeah. Wow. I know I just did this, like, um, I did this 25 mile run, uh, this past weekend and yeah, I just, the whole time just trotting along. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) Just me in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you do any other cross training to like yoga or anything like that to support your running? So, um, honestly, I do, I haven't seen yoga lately and I think that's just more, um, just be, yeah, I mean, just because I'm like, I recently moved to Boulder and I just kind of haven't, I don't have like a studio or things to go to. I definitely do stretching like foam rolling, um, and, and things like that. In the wintertime, I do alpine, like backcountry skiing, alpine touring. That's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to cut the miles down more and, like, do more strength training. Um, I like to, yeah, I like to cycle. Um, and, yeah, I mean, yoga is great. I just haven't been doing it lately. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I, you know, should be doing more. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's always something. There's always stuff you can do. But I find it hard to balance everything as far as, um, you know, once I up the miles for training. But, I mean, uh, self like recovery stuff, like, you know, foam rolling is always, is always a part of my, a part of my plan. So yeah, I mean, I tried, and also during the winter time, I can like try like rock climbing because I really love to climb, uh, you know, 14 years and the scrambling routes are like so much fun. So it's always good to kind of, um, increase my skills, um, in the mountains. Cause I really, I, I, I describe myself as a mountain athlete. So the more skills I have up there, the better. I used to live in Crested Butte, and it seemed like every adventure was so much more intense because the altitude is so much higher than where I'm at in Montana. Yeah. I know. Crested Butte is, is beautiful. I know. I love it. And it, it's like, it's, I mean, it's just, yeah, even in Boulder, like this morning, there's snow on the ground. Then you go up to the top of the peaks, and there's there's a good amount of snow. So, yeah, like the more comfortable you are in like higher terrain, you know, like the better. What's your... Um... What's your long-term goal for your relationship with running? So that's something I've thought about quite a bit, um, and it's why I'm so thankful that I'm in, and that I'm like that I have a good relationship with a brand like the North Face because I feel like how they pick their athletes, it's, it's more of you know like a well-rounded person. It's not just that they're you know crushing it in a performance or like races, but it's also they have bigger ideas for the sport um, as far as like you know, pushing, pushing the limits of it, like expeditions. Um, but then also like they're crushing it in their, in their everyday life as well. Um, a lot of the athletes on, a lot of the runners on the team, um, like, you know, they have pretty serious, pretty serious full-time jobs or at least like other interests too. Um, and so long-term I like running, as soon as I started trail running and running, it's just something that I, I just love it so much. <laughs> it's one of these feelings I, I get almost every time with this, um, like this full abandon. I can just go and run on these trails in the mountains and I can, it's just me and, and nature. It's just such a, 
special experience. It's something I want to be doing for the rest of my life. Um, of course, I have different goals. Eventually, I hope to climb bigger mountains, and I think that'll be a, um, a, a good transition from ultra running to kind of like bigger peaks and um, higher mountains. Um, but until then, I really I, – I have some races, you know, all these races that I want to do. I'm doing the World Series of Sky Running this summer, and it's taking me – so I get to live in Europe and, and race there, and, you know, that's a great opportunity, and I get to explore these new mountain ranges. But the most important thing is longevity. Like, I, w- I don't want to burn out too quickly. And I feel like in the sport of ultra running, um, people, they, they just overemphasize quantity over quality. And, I mean, I run, a, I run a lot, but I'm actually more of a low-mileage runner than a lot of people out there. So just, you know, making sure that I maintain this, um, this healthy relationship with running, not overtraining, so working hard, but also just keeping it fun and just like keeping that love for running there because that's going to take me so far and it's going to, you know, stay with me the rest of my life. Like the worst thing would be just to, you know, ruin um, this joy uh, by you know overtraining and not being able to do the things that I love. Wow. So yeah, that's something that I constantly am thinking of and you know checking myself and. Right. Yeah. Are there ever days where you just don't feel like getting out there and running, but you know you have commitments to the North Face or commitments to yourself, so you just push through it and get it done? You know, I like to say that actually most days, no. Most days I have that, that desire just to get out there and do it. Like, some days I might be more tired than others, and if I have maybe a workout that day, I give my, I always give myself an out. Like if I'm not having fun or if I don't want to do it, I'm not going to force myself to do it. So if I have this workout that I'm supposed to do, um, actually this morning I had a workout and when I started running, I was like, like, I don't really feel like going fast. I didn't sleep that well. Like I'm just like, I don't want to push it if, you know, my body's not feeling it. And then, so I, I, you know, pushed off the pace a little bit and then, I was feeling into it, like, a couple miles into it, so then I, I pushed the pace and ended up being a really good workout. Um, but most days, I have the psych to get out there. Um, and if, if days, like, I don't, I, I'm always flexible with myself. Because, like I said, I want to keep that um, that joy and that love for it. Because I feel like that's the, at least for me, that's the edge it gives me. Like, as long as I'm out there, like, with these races, sure, I'm really competitive by nature. Like, I want to get out there, and I want to, like, crush the competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, I'm going to be, like, I know I'm prepared. I know I've trained. But at the end of the day, it's so much, like, I'm going to be out exploring these mountains for all day. I get to run in the mountains all day. So that's a win-win. Like, <laughs> yeah. So for me, owning a small business is such a huge, huge chunk of my day that I've actually had to mindfully build in my exercise into my schedule. So I'll ride my bike to work, which takes an hour, and I'll ride my bike home, you know, but it's something that I have to mindfully craft into my day or else it just doesn't Mm -hmm. happen. Um, So how do you find that balance? Do you make yourself get up early or do you build your teaching schedule around your running schedule? How does that work for you? Yeah, so I think that's uh, that's, a really perfect way to kind of picture it. Um, So 
like work, like you know incorporating all that stuff into your day. So I really love to run in the mornings just because I love that early morning light, <laughs> and um, it's just inspiring. I just love to start my day that way. Um, so yeah, um, usually, typically, I would prefer to run in the, in the morning. Um, but that doesn't always happen. Like, sometimes, you know, motivation is waning or I just need, like, a relaxing morning. Um, and I'll go in the afternoon. But, like, I know what I have to get done that day. So I'll prioritize my time. Um, yeah, I'll prioritize my time that way. And I know, like, if, if I run in the morning, I'm going to be pretty productive. And I'm, I've scheduled my teaching, so I teach in the afternoon. I teach, basically, all of my classes two days a week. Um, that's my current schedule this semester. It might change next semester, but... Um, yeah, I really like that. So I can, I, I don't have to teach until like 2 p.m. So, and then I'm there basically all night until 10. Right. And that's perfect. And I can just go home and go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> and then wake up early and, and do my thing. But yeah, definitely like my, my perfect day would be get up early between, I mean, lately I've been running at like 6.30 or 7. That's a good time. Like mm-hmm. the light is, is pretty pristine. But I mean, I'll be running at 5.30 sometimes too, and that's great. Nice. Nice. That's, yeah, sometimes you have to get up early to fit everything in. Exactly, yeah. And those days that I know I have a lot to do as far as, like, on the teaching side, I'll run earlier and then just, like, you know, make a list and, like, prioritize the stuff that I have to do that day. Nice. And I find that that's what's just so great about, um, I just feel very fortunate that I've been able to prioritize my time this way like incorporating two things that I'm really passionate about. And it makes the other, like, teaching makes running more special and vice versa. So I really, I really appreciate that. Wow. It seems like you have equal amounts of passion for both teaching and running. It's kind of amazing. I do. It's it's so fun. I love science. (laughs) (laughs) That's wild. Um, Where, for you, where is the... What's the difference between professional and recreational running in terms of how you approach a training session? I've been actually thinking about this a lot lately. Um, So, I mean, you know, at first when I got into running and even racing, it was just for fun. And as I've mentioned, like that joy and that sense of just having fun and being playful on the trails is how, like, I, that's, that's part of training for me. But the difference between recreational running and training, that it, it's a very fine line. And actually, it's not like, I don't, I have to be more cognizant about my training. Like I said, really listening to my body. Um, because, you know, if, if I want to be well-trained for a race, it means I need to do key workouts at certain times. Um, sometimes I have to push through it if I'm not feeling great, but like that's part of it to kind of, um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't always feel good, right? Like if you're really pushing hard, it doesn't feel great, but you know, you're that's where you're going to see some like gains in fitness or like going out for a run the next day on tired legs. Um, and then kind of surprising yourself that you actually loosen up. Um, but the most important part for me is actually taking rest days too. Um, and the easy days are going to be really easy. Um, because basically, if, I, if I'm pushing myself a couple days a week on some hard workouts, um, that's taking a lot out of me, and I have to make sure I rest and I recover. 
that means like sleeping enough and also eating enough. Um, but then on those easy days to not, to not just like go out with your friends and like try to hammer it. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like as a recreational runner, um, a lot of runners get into this habit of just going out for runs all every day, but they're going fast on these runs every day. And if you're, if you add that up over time, that can be very taxing and you can kind of go into a race, just like not really with that hunger or that, um, like that rest, that, that, that restfulness that you need to kind of attack a race. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really been the, di- the difference for me. And sometimes it's not fun. Like when all my friends are out there running and I'm like, well, it's my day to rest. Like I'm not going to run today. I'm just going to kind of like, you know, do some, like go maybe for a hike or just not do anything and just stretch, you know, um, drink a bunch of water. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, you know, like on other days when I go out with my friends and I, I know it's my easy day, but they want to like, you know, go faster just kind of being like, okay, like, this is my pace for today. And then, yeah, so it's kind of just being stubborn um, and listening listening to my body and, um, like, taking days really easy and days completely off of rest. Um, because, you know, that's, like, over time, that's what's going to – I want I want to be well-trained, but I also want to be rested. So that's, been, that's definitely been the, di- the difference for me. As a recreational runner before, I didn't even have to worry about that. I could just – run every day and just go at whatever pace I felt like that day. That's pretty interesting. So now you have to sort of um, almost plan ahead for, or plan backwards from when you're going to race. Exactly. And like, and I still enjoy it. It's still great. Um, I just, yeah, I need to, it's like just being more aware and just like taking care of myself in a, in a smart way. Sounds like you're pretty dialed at that. I'm sure, I'm sure there's <laughs> I'm always, constantly learning. <laughs> yeah, there's always room to improve, but it sounds like you're very, very Definitely. mindful about it. Yeah, I try, I try to be because, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like if I don't, if, I'm, I'm constantly trying to gather new, like, this is the science part of me, I'm trying to constantly, like, gather new data to, <laughs> you know, constantly tweak and, like, work towards a goal, and that involves change. Tell us about <laughs> some of your upcoming running adventures. Okay, so actually in a week, I will be in the Grand Canary Islands, La Palma, and I'm going to be racing this, it's a 75-kilometer race, so about 47 miles. Um, uh, It's called Transvolcania, so it's like trans across Mm -hmm. Volcania, a volcano. So I'm going to be running up and over a volcano. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it snowed yesterday in Boulder, so I'm trying to like do some sauna heat training or something to prepare. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's gonna be that's gonna be great. Um, and then I have another race in Madeira, Portugal. It's a it's a it's actually a, an island is actually off the coast of um, Morocco, um, but it's owned by Portugal. So I'm doing that in June. And then I have a race in Italy the end of the end of June, and then um, a world championship race. Um, it's called the Buck Epic in the Pyrenees at the end of July. So I'm really excited for that one. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and then Montana. I get to run three in Montana. Run the rut. I love that race. It's in Big Sky. Oh, that's awesome. That's in September. So you you yeah. are traveling a lot this summer for running. Yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> Um, what's your plan for pushing content out? Are you going to bring a GoPro? Are you going to 
try to write every day? What's your What's your goal there on the social media side of things? So, I mean, definitely taking pictures, um, obviously, in like um, of the routes and the places that I'm visiting, and and and, and putting that on uh, Instagram and Twitter. I'm definitely hoping I'm going to have some more free time to to write and put out some more blog um, content. Um, but yeah, I mean, I haven't. I mean. I think I don't have a GoPro, but like something like that would actually be would actually be great. I think to put out different content. Yeah, and just show yeah. what it's like to be you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, cool. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I'm also open to ideas as far as like growing social media. What you would have in mind? Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty fun um, because you can play off your your own inherent strengths as an athlete. So like for you, Mm -hmm. making it more scientific is a really interesting angle. And um, other people who love to write just push out tons and tons of blog posts. And um, Mm -hmm. I I love to make videos for fun. I've just always been like that. So I make tons and tons of videos just in my daily life. Um, But, you know, not, not that I'm a sponsored athlete or anything. I just, that's something I have to do. Yeah, no, that'd be, I mean, that's great. I feel like that stuff is inspired. I've enjoyed watching those. Yeah, <laughs> fun. Yeah, I just got this new steady cam. so you put a camera in it, and you can, like, sprint and be as choppy as you want and go up and down stairs and things, and it keeps all the footage really even and beautiful, so I'm really excited about that. Oh, that's that. great. Yeah, yeah. Somebody should chase you with a steady cam. Okay. I think a few of them did when I was running in Haiti. We'll see. How did that go? What uh, what happened in Haiti? Oh boy, a lot of stuff happened in Haiti. So it was um so it was a basically I did this in February. It was a run across Haiti and it was just shy of two hundred and thirty miles in about uh, eight days. So it took me a bit longer, because um, I actually got sick with um some sort of stomach fog, not really sure, but I was just, I was basically incapacitated, and I mean, yeah, there's few, there's few days where I actually can't, don't feel like running, and this is one of them, because I literally could not move. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I waited, like, a couple, yeah, I waited, like, a couple days, and um, then I ran the last leg, which is, like, 56 miles, um, but I, I was, like, pretty, still, still probably pretty dehydrated, but um, it was just really important to me. I really wanted to finish the, the, the run. Because um, and I had never run that far, and in a country like Haiti where they don't really run, um, we were kind of teaming up with this team called Team Tassi, which um, basically funds individual families um, in Port-au-Prince, the capital of Haiti, that got hit really bad with that earthquake, mm-hmm. and just trying to kind of establish a sustainable way of getting people back on their feet, access to healthcare, jobs, this kind of stuff. So. It was important from that sense, but also from a personal sense of just completing the run, challenging myself, seeing if I could run that far because I'd never done anything that far. And, I mean, it was beautiful. The, the countryside is beautiful, but it was also heartbreaking to experience, you know, poverty of that magnitude and basically destruction of an ecosystem due to um, the need to survive. Um, so it was quite a powerful experience. It's actually going to be a film coming out the end of this month, so pretty soon. Um, so look for that on the North Face's expedition pages. Okay. What's? Do you know what the yeah. film's called? Further. 
further. Further. Cool. Does that, yeah. d- does it uh, include how how sick you felt and how <laughs> how you just had to run oh, further? Oh, yeah, it's got, it's got all of that good stuff in there. Oh, boy. Well, that'll be fun. I'll look for that. In the past, you have mentioned having a passion for encouraging women to pursue their dreams. So oh, what, yeah. what does that look like? to you or how do you spread that joy? Um, what is, what does that mean to help encourage other women? Yeah, that's something I'm actually really passionate about. Um, because I feel like there's just a lot of external pressures on, on women to look a certain way, to be a certain way, to study something, like to study a certain thing. And what I'm an ambassador for Sisu girls. Um, so basically that's just encouraging young girls to get out there and just pursue their dreams, whether that's, like, primarily through athletics, um, but just basically, like, challenging the, the idea that girls should only do certain types of sports. Um, running and ultra running is not that glamorous of a sport. In fact, like, it has to be, you know, very tough and determined, and, you know, I get dirty, and I, I, <laughs> I fall, and, like, my knees are, like, chewed up, I've got, like, you know, scars and stuff on them, like, you know, it's a very, um, you know, physical, like, tough sport, like, quote-unquote, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's something that, you know, women should do. Um, I hate using the word should, but it's like they can. Like, they, like they can excel at doing these, these types of sports. So I just want to be an ambassador to kind of represent that, like, a strong woman. Like, I've got muscles. I don't look like a waif runner, you know? Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm strong, but I use these muscles to get me up the hill, and, like, that's beautiful. And kind of challenging those um, those stereotypes, but then also through science. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a competitive athlete, but I'm also, like, a teacher and a scientist. And, um, you know, I mean, obviously girls are getting more into science, but even from that respect, um, encouraging, encouraging women to do, to do like, you know, the nerdy thing or like, you know, go, go into a hard science. Like I had a major in organic chemistry and, you know, now I have a degree in neuroscience. So pursuing the, the hard academic lifestyle as well. So both of those things together, I'm very passionate about. That's terrific. I think that that's a really, really positive, positive angle, um, just for your lifestyle and, and just being really encouraging and genuine. Well, thank you. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard, but, but most of the time, even if it gets hard for me, I try to remember that. So Nice. Well, yeah, we're just spread out of time. So thank you so much um, for your time and for being on our podcast. I'll post all the links to your sponsors and your events in our show notes on the, on the website. Awesome. Sweet. Okay, yeah. So wait, we're really hanging up now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's like, this is the end. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. but thanks, Lisa, so much. Like, I'm so glad for the opportunity. I can't wait. Yeah, thanks, Hillary. Well, there you have it. After this episode was recorded, Hillary went out and did another badass thing by winning the race she was talking about, the Cortina Trail, which is a 47-kilometer race in the Italian Dolomites. Way to go, Hillary. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of Outside by Design and giving us the gift of your most valuable asset, your time. I appreciate that from my whole heart. Tune in for the next episode as we continue our conversation with the North Face by talking to account marketing rep, Katie Ratchuk. For show notes, go to wheeliecreative.com and click on podcast. And if you want to be on our podcast or you have other cool ideas or you want to tell me how much you hate it, Feel free to contact us at any time by emailing high five at wheeliecreative.com. 
thanks again and have an awesome day.